0: It's the Tillcast, episode 472 Freedom Singing. And this week, guys, we talk Mech Warrior 5, Explosions.
1: Heroes of the Sphere, Colors. Last Epoch, Ender Lilies, Blasphemous, and Tainted Grail. Stay tuned. Idiots with Explosives. Bang, bang.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. It's eh. the Tillcast. And we're back. Today is July 3rd at 9:40 p.m. because time has no bearing in the summer. <laughs> I did not realize it was already 9:40. Nine forty, yeah, fuck me. But yeah, we need to get started. It is an Amridge show. I'm Nos. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. You're going to get an indeterminate amount of time of bullshit, some games and some news, and possibly
1: some background noise. Yeah, some freedom. The,
0: some freedom singing. Yes, freedom singing because it's the third,
1: and um, well, people people are out in droves already. It, it, it idiots, with, uh, idiots
0: with explosives happen in neighborhoods around here, apparently. Oh, they've been popping all day, but, you know, Lola being deaf, it doesn't even affect her, so she's She's like blissfully ignorant
1: to the whole thing, which is great, because I'm not...
0: Yeah, last year was way subdued, because there wasn't a lot of people doing it, because COVID. Right, but... But Zoe still had a hard time with it last year, and the year before, Zoe was, like, crawling the walls.
1: Yeah, she didn't like it at all. You had to actually fucking, like, medicate her, because she was not happy about it.
0: No, and then... That was back when I actually had Lola in a cage, <laughs> and I w- was going over to my mom's. So I remember, I came back, and then Zoe—I can't remember. I think Zoe pulled all of Lola's bedding out of her cage and <laughs> was wrapped in shreds. <laughs> wow, um, yeah. <laughs> so, it's a, this, is, this is a wonderful time for dogs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a war zone, <sighs> right? So. But we hope we even like extra insulated today. So usually I like to have a little bit of natural light in here because I work. Mm-hmm. So I lift up the sound padding to get some light in this <laughs> we, room. We
1: cover the windows with the with the, with the the sound blankets so that, uh, you know, outside sounds don't get in and inside sounds don't get out.
0: Yeah, I don't think it would. And then we did it and nothing's boomed okay. yet.
1: Oh no! It's been booming. It's just uh, we've been talking over it. Um, <laughs> so hopefully you don't hear freedom through as, the microphone. As the uh, as the sound guy, it drives me absolutely batshit crazy. <laughs> so uh, yeah, things and stuff. It's 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 that time of year. Yeah, I I absolutely refuse to buy fireworks. I I won't do it anymore. I used to when I was like. I don't know, fucking 10 years younger.
0: I'll go probably buy some black cats and take over my dad's and pop those or something. I'm, I don't mind lighting them and toss them out in the street.
1: And and the difference, I mean, I understand Jason's got some because I mean, he he's got some. kids, right? But, yep. uh, but for me, I, and I, and I've said this every year for at least four years now, it's like burning money.
0: Yeah, I have a hard time. That's why I said I'm going to get some black cats. I've got a ten dollar budget, and I'm going to go and buy some single items. <laughs> right, because I'm, like, I'm literally just lighting money on fire.
1: I don't. I, I mean, if you if you're just gonna if you're just gonna burn it, my pocket's open. You can have. You can just drop it in and walk away. It'd be perfectly fine. I'll I'll be happy about it. I'm just. Yeah, if I didn't have kids, I'd let other people spend the money on the fireworks. I don't even need to worry about that shit. Like, if I wanted to watch fireworks, other people are fucking dumb enough to buy that shit. (laughs) Uh, and, And every year on 4th of July, I get a front row seat to the city's firework display which happens right over the uh, the golf course that my apartment just happens
0: to be, like, adjacent well, to. Well, like, so there's a huge golf course around the corner from here, right? And yeah. they do their own fireworks show? Yeah. And then this neighborhood was built after a couple of... So this is pretty far outside of town. Mm-hmm. And it's like a 40-year-old neighborhood. But there's a couple of... There's like a mansion and then a little neighborhood of extremely expensive houses. That are over here, and then there's a high-end golf course around the corner, like within a mile of my house. Right. And the mansion puts on their own fireworks show. Of course. And, I mean, it's on, like, 40 acres or something. Like, you just pass it. That's a really big fucking house. Yeah. Way off the street. Yeah. Um, but they yeah. do their own fireworks, and then the golf course does their own fireworks. And I literally can just go out and sit on the back porch and watch Yeah. Uh, on the 4th. So, like, when it gets, I plan on being back here when it's dark. And I'll just sit on my back patio and watch
1: I might have fireworks. a beer or
0: something like yeah. that and watch some fireworks.
1: I mean, it's it's funny at, at the apartment complex because the, the golf course is right there. And there's, of course, it's a complex, right? So, uh, you know, just around dusk, I could just walk out, walk behind the building that I'm in, and I'm right there at the golf course. And... There is a bunch of people with freaking lawn chairs sitting out there watching, the you know, the fireworks display, you know, from outside of the golf course. And it's, it's like really close, like closer than I've normally am to any big fireworks display. Yeah, so, we've got
0: a few large ones. I mean, if I wanted to, there's a, I can go, <laughs> I'm not going to say too specific, but right. you know. Call it River Road, so you know how River Riverside curves around and goes towards the south end of town? Yep. Um, You can go over there and see the fireworks that are on display at Riverside. Yeah. Or without going to Riverside. So, there's Tulsa's got a—the Arkansas River goes through Tulsa. So, they've got—it's called River Parks, and all River Parks is a really long trail with some, like, parks, like little kid parks. how about that? Off the side of it, but it's, you know, it's like a 10-mile stretch of park. That borders the river. Of course, the river is gross as shit, so like nobody, you don't swim in the river or anything like that. But, right. But they do fireworks over it because you know fire hazard, right? So you can basically, if you get on the edge of the river, you can see the fireworks for miles and miles and miles because this is not a tall town. Right. Um, it's very very flat with lots of trees. I
1: mean, it it is it it, it is the plains. So <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, so, like the wooded plains. So. Uh, uh, well, we
1: I guess only because we planted stuff here. Um, I say no, we, this was wooded even before. You don't know woods. You Jason, don't know. Jason's all gonna all about woods, go go fucking but, Marty
0: Stouffer's Wild America uh, over here.
1: I'm just going to say <laughs> this has always wooded around here. This part of Oklahoma <laughs> has always been a part of the the Ouachita and the Ozark foothills. So this has always been a more forested area. Than the rest of Oklahoma.
0: Why does Jason know random shit like this? You The Washita, the Washita foothills. (laughs)
1: Back in my day, Uh, (laughs) fucking. I read a lot. You don't know woods, sir. No, there is definitely much more impressive forests out there in the, out there in the rest of the country. Uh I'm not saying that this is by any means impressive. Not impressive at all. I am not impressed. Besides. None of these fucking leaves turn any color. They turn brown and then die. Well, that's more our weather to blame. But I, I would much rather go north where there tre- where, well, like where there's real something. trees.
0: No, Michigan, of course. Um, <clears throat> you know, random, we were talking rep- about... A, representing Michigan. I was having some PC troubles this week, and I was trying to figure out what was going on. And Vermintide was having these weird hitches, and I I tried everything under the sun, like setting exceptions for Windows Defender. And it turns out um, this is more just trial and error than anything. So occasionally I've had weird issues with running an X. So not everybody is as geeky as we are. But so XMP profile is a way to like... Up the RAM speed, right? It's the only way to get past what 21, 33 megahertz or something uh, like that.
1: It it's supposed to put I mean, RAM is rated for a specific speed and XMP profiles are you know, pull that information and apply that speed. So Otherwise, like you'll get
0: you'll get RAM and it'll say it's rated for XMP thirty six hundred or something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. But the base a... but the base speed is like twenty one thirty three and that's where every just about everything except for the new DDR four <laughs> maxes out. So I had mine at thirty six hundred because that's what my RAM was advertised at. Right. But occasionally I get these weird hitches with certain games. I was like, you know what? Fucking crit this is getting fucking ridiculous. I'm just gonna play with it. Like I don't know if I'm gonna notice that much difference at four hundred megahertz RAM speed difference because it's already fast. Mm-hmm. I dropped it down to 3200 megahertz. Everything's running butter smooth right now. Well, you might have
1: some, like, you, you might have some bad RAM sticks is all. I mean, I, I have my XMP profile on mine and I've never had a problem. But, I mean, it's it's different. XMP's not necessarily, it's, it's, it's technically overclocking,
0: uh, but it's, it's it, not. It's a built-in profile to overclock RAM on a factory setting.
1: You might look into, see if there's a, you know, like a a firmware update for your uh, motherboard. Just just saying, because sometimes that'll fix XMP profiles. Uh, because it's all XMP is controlled by the motherboard, so motherboard manufacturers have to, you know, code for that shit.
0: I think I updated it like six months ago. I think was the last time I updated my well, motherboard. Oh
1: well, I mean that's
0: that's fairly recent in terms of motherboard. That's more firmware. recent
1: than most people would upgrade their uh, update their firmware. That's for sure.
0: Well, I mean, I tinker, like you tinker. I don't know quite as much as you do because when I had to have that mm-hmm. knowledge, um it's it's been 15 years. It, well, I'm just a computer hobbyist now. But oh, looks like a um, Lola it's, dog. It's 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 mount time. Yeah, continue.
1: <sighs> Lola's it's got the mounting smiles time. She oh. she
0: needs she needs the attention. Come
1: come, come on. Come on. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, oh. Yes. Oh,
0: uh, yes. oh.
1: I will say no. Mine has been, uh, my upgrades have been flawless.
0: What did you have? So, did you turn on the XMP on the new RAM that you put in? Yes, of course. What's the speed that you got? Uh, it XMPs to
1: 3800. Is it 3800? I thought it was 32, might be 32. I think
0: 3800 is less standard. I think it's like 32, 36. Yeah, I think. And it's I don't 32. know that there's a lot over four at this point. Is there?
1: Oh, uh, No, uh, there's not. a few out there. Yeah, that... but
0: you're spending way too much money for that shit. For, yeah, for small percentage gains,
1: you're you're gonna get maybe a percent out of that. Like you might get eight additional frame in a game, and that's you you really don't need that. 32
0: is probably the safest bet. Uh, well, that's why I downclocked mine to that because I knew it would be stable, you know.
1: Yeah, because it's you know it, it is most the most stable, and it's actually relatively inexpensive to pick up. Uh, you know, 30, uh, 3200. You don't need anything super fast. Um, it's it's like big number, you know, bigger number doesn't necessarily mean better performance. Uh, it just means that you might have more instability issues. Uh, like what you're experiencing. So you know, downclocking your RAM. I I don't have. I don't think that that's. I think that's a great idea. I mean, uh, it's better than going out and buying new RAM and you know adding additional e-waste to the fucking world. That's for sure. and well, perfectly good RAM.
0: I mean, know? I literally had the 16 gigs, and then a few months back, upgraded. Found the same. You know, just went my order history. Found the same model. Ordered a uh, sixteen more gigs, right? And then just said, "I'm just going to have 32 now."
1: Oh, uh-huh. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I did. I mean, I said, "Fuck it, I'm just going to go ahead and pick a, uh, pick this." It was
0: cheaper than buying 32 by itself just to upgrade a hair. Uh,
1: for me, it was. It was. And <laughs> a lot so, of my RAM, and a lot <laughs> of my search for RAM, I discovered in forums that uh, some boards do have. Uh, Issues with XMP profiles on all four DIMMs. And, and I don't have that problem. I have four DIMMs in mine. See, th- when I was buying I got
0: RAM... I in mine.
1: Yeah, I got... Uh, I was initially going to buy 16 because most gamers don't need 32 gigs. You know, it, that's just the reality of it. Um,
0: I can't even remember what game I was playing that was pissing me off, but I was like, I'm just getting more RAM. I'm just going to buy more RAM. I'm
1: just brute forcing <laughs> this fucker. But I, uh, but for me, the reason why I bought 32 was purely aesthetic, because uh, I got RGB RAM, and uh, I have that fishbowl of a case, uh, so you can see you literally every component did, in the fucking case. Jason, did you case. get Rip Jaws? No. Uh,
0: G-Skill yeah. something.
1: I got the G-Skill RGB RAM.
0: Oh, he's got the G- yeah. No, I've, I've got, got the, the I got the RGB. He I've did got not. the
1: same RAM he does, just without RGB. Right?
0: Yeah, I got the Ripjaws is what I've been using for a while. Yeah, now.
1: The Ripjaws are fine.
0: Uh, I mean,
1: Corsair and
0: Corsairs. It's Corsair and
1: G Skill or some of the most used RAM out there. I mean, there. before that, it was Kingston
0: because it was expensive. Crucial, you know is
1: is a is another one. Crucial's a good one. See the thing about the thing about RAM, if you're ever actually upgrading your RAM, uh, I mean, you're going to see things like, you know, cast latency and, you know, certain, you know, certain timing numbers that basically look like fucking like, you know, a, somebody fucked up a phone number, right? Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, you're going to look at those numbers and it's, it's always going it, to, you're, going to clam up because you're like, what should I buy? What What numbers am I looking for? What's what's really in reality?
0: Look at what your motherboard n-
1: can support. <laughs> you're never going to really, really see anything you know, any really tangible difference between certain cast, lat- cast latencies. You're only ever going to see that in like synthetic benchmarks and things that really push every single bit of uh
0: of of your machine but that stuff doesn't translate in terms of performance because the when they're tuning a game when they're optimizing a the game they have to optimize it for a lot of systems right yeah and so they're not optimizing it for to give you a huge performance boost out of having super fast ram now there is a difference to it. Getting something at, like, 1666 speed, 2133, and 3200.
1: Well, you're looking at, you know, there's differences in... As far as in, load
0: times and textures you know, and stuff like
1: that. You're looking at, you know, the difference between SDRAM and DDR and DDR2 and DDR3 and DDR4 at that point. And, and basically, those are going to be your biggest performance DDR3, jumps.
0: DDR3 and above is what you want.
1: I mean anymore you're picking ddr4 and ddr5 is still a thing that is coming down the pipe i think it's not actually on most motherboards right now um
0: no i think those are on the nvidia cards we got is the ddr5 right you
1: know so it being a newer technology of course it's going to be you know it's going to have faster it's going to be faster but You know, you're only going to really see the big performance jumps by going in generations like that. You're going to see small performance gains if you're looking for like every single frame in a game.
0: Stuff like that's more important to people that stream or produce because you need the overhead to help you with. Yeah, I guess encoding while you're doing something. If you're doing a bunch of things
1: at the same time like running a game and streaming on the same machine, which is possible, um you might see some differences there, but they're going to be minor. They're still going to be minor and it's not worth the premium that you're going to be spending for all those timings. So, you know, pick uh, pick RAM that your motherboard can actually fit at you know first and then if you're really worried about performance then you can you know you can change it down the line if you want to
0: super random but i uh i was looking at the box behind you because i've got a whole bunch of stacked up boxes for my stereo stuff for my car yeah and uh i got an indoor bug zapper because what the fuck yeah it's an indoor bug zapper convenient
1: plug-in design lightweight uh, lightweight highly portable
0: so you put it in an outlet and it kills flies
1: removable collection tray for easy cleaning it works made in china
0: super works (laughs) so basically you know so lola when i let her outside when it's this hot i'll put the i won't latch the door all the way so she can like barge her way in What ends up happening is flies get in because, you know, she's always barging the door open, right? So, I'm always killing flies because she lets flies in when it's this, you know, bugs are active. And I decided to plug that in the kitchen, and it's been zapping flies. Now, it doesn't make the really satisfying zzz sound. Oh, but that's the the important
1: part about electrifying fucking, you know.
0: But what I have been doing is emptying the fly collection tray every day and seeing about three or four dead flies in there every day, and I'm just like, yeah, got those fuckers. <laughs> well, you know,
1: back in my day, we called well, that a fly swatter. I did <laughs> do that. <laughs> Something. What the fuck? I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, this is, you're, you're literally electrifying things from a, seriously, dog? Um, you're, you're literally electrifying uh, electrifying flies, right? You're Electrocuting you're, them, you're electrocuting them, right? From an outlet, most outlets are at ankle height or you know up, up to shin height, basically doggy height. And oh, I'm sitting here thinking, um, well, it's a, not a at lesser, her height. A a, a a lesser dog would be like lick, zap. <laughs> uh, that was fun. Lick, zap. <laughs> no, I've got it. One of the kitchen outlets. Stop. Why do you have to be so clingy? Why are you licking my nose?
0: I <laughs> Can hear the licks through the. I can even hear that. That's the that's the joy, the glee. Oh my god!
1: Mount number two.
0: <laughs> this is Lola's favorite time of the week. So when people come over, when Jason and Rusty come over, she gets to see her friends, and she, she gets and she's she gets really bummed. Super all excited. She's really bummed all day until you guys come over, and then she's just like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah!" And then she's. On my chest, at least two or three times
1: a, an episode. Though that was, that was, uh, that was two. two in like the space of a half an hour. She needs to calm the fuck down. Um, She's <laughs> happy. Yeah. So you have that in a spot where the dog can't lick it.
0: Yeah, uh, it's on the counter
1: outlet. Okay. Well,
0: and so which is where I want it because I want it to catch stuff that's getting in the kitchen. You know. Okay. I mean, I, I, I get what that, happened I is. Earlier in the week, um, I went to clean my windows, right, and there was like four or five flies trying to get out. You know, they're warming themselves in the sun on my window, mm-hmm. and so I started swatting them like crazy. And I was like, "There's got to be a better way." And I started looking for fly traps, which led me to electric fly traps, which led me to a bug zapper that catches flies. And I was like, "That's a great idea. That thing's like ten bucks." Yeah, I've seen some. I've seen some bad things about. Fly traps, especially the sticky traps. Well, I um, had I so I have hung a fly trap, so bear in mind. I tried this one time. So one year I hung a fly trap outside the door. It's like a bucket of water, stink water is what I oh, call yeah. it. Yeah. And it works kinda of like a pitcher plant. They crawl in and they can't crawl out. Right. And it works too well. So it draws flies from everybody else's yard or something. Like they just all go to it like a fucking magnet. And I want to say this is like an IV bag size, like like the size of three IV bags together, right? Oh, one full to the brim inside of three days, oh. and it smelled like the plague. Oh, it God. was so bad, oh. and I had to, I had to. I was just thinking to myself, if this thing busts, like I'm just going to like throw oh, oh. up over and over and over again. <laughs> it's so gross. But yeah, like ten thousand flies together smell like a rotting corpse. Oh, God. Just... And what I ended up doing is I ended up putting it in a Walmart bag and then dropping it in another Walmart bag and then dropping it in another Walmart bag and then putting it, put it in the outside <sighs> trash and then zipping that up and putting it in the outdoor the outdoor trash can. Ugh. It was horrible. Ugh. Like, I didn't even walk it through the house. I walked it around the house into the garage. Um, yeah. Because it smelled so bad. Like, And it was stinking so bad that even with the door closed, if I was in the kitchen, I could smell the fly bag.
1: Oh, that is... is uh, but I yeah, it works... eat bugs, man. they really works, do.
0: It works super good. Like, I can imagine, like, if you're in a barn situation, you might hang a couple of those up and pull all the flies out of the horse area, you know? No, you wouldn't. Well just attract them all. You, you,
1: you have, It would fill up in half a day, and you would have to get rid of that fucker, like, immediately. <laughs> uh there's a lot of a lot of flies in in a, in a barn uh, just 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 saying i Stars I up, say horses attract a lot i I grew up a a, a i grew up uh, in an area that had a lot of farms and was adjacent to a swamp so um and, and the house that I grew up in was basically right up against the swamp area right so bugs. Were a part of everyday life there, uh, as I was growing up. So it was mosquitoes all the fucking time, fucking like house flies that look like bats, uh, fucking spiders that basically want to crawl into your skull and eat your brains. They're fucking they grow big up there, and especially right around the fucking swamp area. I didn't realize there was a swamp area in Michigan. It's, It's a lot of wetlands so they call it wetlands i call it a swamp um (laughs) and uh you know that that just became like everyday thing like i was not allowed to kill spiders because the spiders killed the flies and the flies were pervasive so i had to live with spiders and i'm terrified
0: of spiders so i usually get a web or two outside my back door, and I usually leave it alone because they catch mosquitoes. I hate them with a passion. Last so. year, I had Charlotte, and she would ring her web out at night, and so I'd have to watch Wait. out for it. I'd have to watch out for it because she would put it right by the back door, and she got smart enough that she wasn't connecting it in a point where the dog would walk through it because the dog would walk through it and mess up her web, right? Mm-hmm. But she literally like strings it out across towards the top of the door, and then was dropping it like an anchor way down, but past the door frame, so you wouldn't quite walk into it because I walked under her web a couple of times. Yeah, I don't remember what kind of spider it was. I want to say it was a banana. I call it a banana spider. It's probably a weaver or, or weaver. weaver. Yeah, yeah. And you know, but you she know,
1: banana st- spiders are different. Those are nasty. All spiders are nasty, but banana spiders. I
0: still I stay. It's the it's the really big one that bounces her web. Oh God, <laughs> yeah! It just the, so, the thought of it just fucking skews me out. I don't I like them a lot, but I don't mind them. Like, so I had a guitar teacher when I was like twenty one, and she liked bugs. So she had an emperor scorpion and she had a uh, tarantula, the blue whatever one. No name. So the. The scorpion was named fluffy insects oh my god well the scorpion was like six inches long it was huge no and (laughs) just no she was like you know this is like early
1: cool with anything
0: with early 2000s and she was kind of gothy or whatever right so we're about the same age she was really good at guitar and she taught me guitar and i just became friends with her and Go over to her place, learn some guitar, and then I'd pay her in beer because she was one year younger than me and couldn't go get beer. So I'd go get beer. She'd teach me guitar, and we'd hang out for a little while. Gotcha. Okay. But she'd put the tarantula on her shoulder while she played, and she'd be like, hey, do you want to hold it? And it's like, you know I'm never going to want to hold the, the the tarantula. No, 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 no. The no. scorpion was the same way. The scorpion is pretty docile. Um I was scared to shit of it, but it never like got agitated or whatever. Like it seemed like it calmed down with the electric guitar, which I don't understand, but That's weird, but wow no. Um But yeah, she put the tarantula on her shoulder while she played. Sometimes the scorpion would sit on her leg while she played guitar. It just it's kind of metal. <laughs> I guess in a weird way,
1: yeah. I'm I am not okay with any kind of bugs. I that's that's one of the reasons why I like
0: winter time so much, because there there, there ain't no dumb bugs. You know, so <laughs> so anyways, moving along Jason or Rusty, have either of you had anything of any significance happen that's not quite video game related yet? My life is boring, dude. (laughs) Work, and that's
1: it. I finally watched season two of The Boys. You did? Finally? Finally. Oh. How'd you like it? Oh. Oh, that was. was
0: I was thinking that you said that you did this. I was actually talking to my friend Dave last week, and he's like, I just finished season two of The Boys. That's really weird that both of you finished it within a couple weeks of each other. <laughs> I I finished it in the first week. It was or no Matt. Matt completed it a Man. couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, it's good. It's uh what's uh what's the main antagonist's name? Uh, um, super, the anti-Superman. Oh uh, oh friggin'. um, shit. God damn. I know the I know the character the the uh, actor's Anthony something or other. Right. Yeah, but that doesn't it's, help me any. Shit, <laughs> Homelander. Homelander, Homelander, that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that dude, one? oh
0: my god, that, that dude is an amazing actor. I mean, he is fucking diabolical. Y- yes, it, he like he is, it's the whole series. You're just expecting him to snap at any second, and he goes from psycho to, to nice to smile. Like he is full on fucking. He's weird. like he's as good as uh. What's his name in American Psycho? Like he does yeah. that good a job of it. And you get he's so good at it that like you almost expect him to be a complete dickhead. Um outside of that. Like I had to watch him in an interview to realize that he wasn't that fucking crazy. <laughs> just, it was and, and he's probably the most likable guy in the cast outside of the show. Yeah. Well, but he does villain extremely
1: well. I think I think they did a really good job on uh on all of the villains, having them have like this facade of like the public view versus what their real intentions are and that is i mean it's important that they have a good public view or good you know good p r and that was a big thing in season two yeah um uh but that was uh you know it's it's just like what what brings me back to you know you know that is the uh the the superhero tryouts with the dude that could hear really well and I say run, right? don't run it for anybody hadn't yeah, seen it and, but that's um, fucked up that was that was a really fucked up scene yeah. like you know he went from like you know that guy to the bad version of that guy real fucking quick and it was like real oh, quick shit and there there is a lot of uh Th- that show is just filled with moments of, whoa, that came out of fucking, like, left field. You know? <laughs> you know, Well, and, <laughs> I mean, not to spoil exactly how it happens too much, but a lot of fucking heads explode. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of shit that goes <laughs> like, on. There's a lot of fucking, like, weird shit that just comes out of left field. Uh, first season was like that, too, because, like... I mean, even the first episode of that, uh, yeah, with uh, that the, was, where he runs into yeah, that guy, yeah, it was that was just like the fuck just happened. I watched uh, it's it's meant to break the you know the whole idea of the superhero genre. Um,
0: yeah, it's just they're all commercialized and they're all <clears throat> it's, it's it's like it, if you give somebody this much power, what happens to them? Right. I think the story a, a big portion of that is absolute power can corrupt you yeah absolutely yeah and so you know the homelander basically being superman like it's very much corrupted him i mean yeah there's there, a lot of external factors that have also corrupted him but the fact that he is nearly invulnerable is makes him have a god complex well
1: yes the and that's where the uh the, that's where the evil superman you know this has been a, a thing since superman has existed right uh you know if I somebody mean, is that Batman fucking always powerful had a contingency right batman's always had a contingency when superman goes fucking like godlike he he's like yep i've got a fucking kryptonite bullet re- ready for your skull uh you know <laughs> you know he's got a contingency for it <clears throat> so it's it's a really good show i'm you know i'm looking forward to it it's a really
0: eight. i mean it's a dark I don't even know that it's a comedy, but... Satire. It's... Yeah, I mean... It's more of a... It is
1: a dark comedy. It really is. Dark comedy... Action satire. I don't know why snapping my fingers actually helps me. But... but I don't know, I mean... Right? Crystal got... You know, of course she got primed during Prime Day, right? So... Right. Um... I watched it in all of two days.
0: You guys just getting Prime periodically, huh? You guys just get Prime periodically. Well, she's
1: gonna be ordering it once. Uh, once the free trial's up, but oh, the you know the the free Prime. Yeah, if yeah, you
0: yeah. order on Amazon more than once a month, it basically pays for itself with the shipping.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, I I basically get you know I, I got I got all of what I would normally pay for Prime. In savings on prime day if you take shipping into account
0: um i mean i use prime for music plus television plus movies
1: i watched all fucking seven seasons of uh you know deep space nine on it it's like you know it's (laughs) you know well there's that viking Um, show that i've been getting through
0: that's pretty cool vikings oh uh Finland saga. No, it's just literally or, called Vikings. Vikings. Oh,
1: Vikings from the History Channel. Yeah. Okay, it's it's a good show. It's a pretty good show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also started uh, Ragnar Lothbrok. Uh, yeah, the Amazon uh, series of Invincible.
0: Yeah, I watched that too. Which
1: is straight off the get. Which is straight off the comic books, and when I mean straight off the comic books, I mean
0: they left nothing out. Um, I haven't i haven't read the comics and well it's basically
1: (laughs) it's basically like the boys but instead take superman has a son right son come uh, comes of age develops powers then stuff happens
0: Watching Rusty make really tense faces and point down at the dog, and it is cracking me up.
1: (laughs) He's trying to keep her from
0: like she's very, very needy right now. Third
1: mounting. She's very needy right now, and she's she's escaping. She's making all kinds of noise. She just needs a toy, and goes yes. There you go. All right. Half of this podcast is wrangling the dog. So yeah, no, I watched uh, uh Invincible. Invincible's alright. Um I was I watched it because it was you I know mean, I'm 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 a sucker for animation. Uh right. so I was like this that has some of the boys' tendencies to it. Uh where you have yeah, he... some you know, some some issues with superhero life. Yes. Uh <laughs> yes. So um... I mean, it's written. I forget his name off the top of my head, but it's written by the same guy who wrote The Walking Dead. Okay, right. So it's part of his whole comic line. Okay, I know um, that there's a big uh, there's there is a lot of comics, mm-hmm. you know, that they're drawing this from, uh, and uh, some of the comic yeah. book people are not super and happy course, with what, you know what they did with the show, but like. I, show, I like, think right. it follows the the comic book perfectly. And anybody who didn't read that comic should already know like there's a bunch of because it was printed under image comics, there's a lot of other image characters that show up like uh Savage Dragon I and mean, I'm I'm familiar with that one. Uh wolfman and okay a few others all right i'm only familiar with savage dragon because he had his own show as well uh, you know in in the uh early 90s <clears throat> yeah uh so yeah that was that was a thing um <clears throat> but that was saturday morning cartoon not this kind of this is yeah not this. no this is the boys level blood and gore yeah like yeah you didn't expect that but you do yeah you do get that um oh well i expected it but I read the comic. Yeah, well, I mean it was kind of a that that turn about you know oh, the, the yeah. turnabout uh in the in the show, the, in, in that particular yeah. show. The big twist in the show that in was the show's first season is I was like, oh, 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 oh that was fucked. Oh, that was that's really fucked. And then it just gets it, it just gets better from there. So Yeah. <clears> it's there's about six levels of fucked up in the at at I the end of the, that first season. I think it's the first episode, isn't it? I think I think that happens in the first episode. Oh yeah, yeah. That that turn. So if yeah. you if if you're if you're interested. Well, in no, time, I'm talking about the turns reveal. Oh, and like oh yeah. Okay. The the big uh, the big fight at the end of season one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of you know a lot of stuff. I was I was. Uh, I was very happy with the uh, uh, with the progression of the alien invasion storyline. Um, oh because yeah! Because I was like, oh, wow. they, they they just keep trying new things, <laughs> right? <laughs> they and, just keep trying over and over. So, yeah, there's some some fairly decent shows on you know on Amazon. I'm 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 a big fan of uh, of, of seeing more yeah. of that. There's there's gonna be there's gonna be and, more Amazon made stuff,
0: I'm and s- I watched
1: both seasons of uh, the Jack Ryan show just because. I mean, why not? I mean, I've basically read all of those Tom Clancy novels, and I want to see what they did with it. And it's really good too. I haven't, it, I haven't tried it. Maybe I'll. Uh, I'm, it, I've been looking for good something. It's a solid to watch. watch. So. It's a good solid watch. I've been looking for something to watch. Maybe I'll do that. I don't know. I. I I, I watch I watch it for you know, for escapism. Uh, I'll say so. So like the an entire season plays out like an entire novel. Okay. So instead of trying to do like a villain of the week, oh, they focused on doing one big villain. Yeah, one big villain for the season and so playing like, the whole season. Out. So it's like a season of you know like one season of twenty four because <laughs> there's. One bad, uh, one big bad guy in every season of Twenty Four. Right. Um. So you know, you just figure each, uh, um, each season you're basically getting a Tom Clancy novel, which means there's not a whole, whole lot of rush. So if you think back to the. Uh, to the Harrison Ford movies like *Clear and Present Danger* and mm. that it it's like that, but with even more story in it because they've got a whole season to explore characters in. Okay, okay, that's it, it'd be interesting to watch, I guess. Um, never really was big in Tom Clancy novels, but I mean, I really loved the Tom Clancy games. So, right, um, I mean. Every I never got bot. I didn't get into the Rainbow Six stuff but that was just because um at the time I was playing Rainbow Six uh I wasn't playing hardcore. So the uh, the thought of playing a character that, you know, basically went down after taking two bullets, I mean, is realistic but not video gamey for me. <laughs> right? So uh you know,
0: and of course playing with bots was really bad. So yeah. Are we talking about the old school one where you controlled your squad? Yes. I remember that. Yeah. I played a lot of that.
1: Yeah, I was I was not a big fan of it. I'd only played a, a little bit of it. Um I mean obviously they they went and did much better systems in later games. It was, this was the very first Rainbow 6 game that I played was very I mean to in today's standards it's like playing a DOS game almost. Um. Yeah. But Yeah, that original Rainbow Six, yeah. But uh, you know, and of course, I mean Splinter Cell. Yeah, Splinter Cell was like I think really need to make another one. The fact that we haven't seen a new Splinter Cell saddens yeah, it me. It drives me crazy actually. There's a lot of people that want a good, you know, another Splinter Cell game. You know, and there are so many good fucking IPs just sitting collecting dust right now and they're rehashing fucking ips like remaking them why aren't they making new games for these older ips that have just been sitting there collecting dust you know or like the fucking uh, splinter cell uh, i mean was, they pop out a call of duty every year yeah i like fuck me i mean Put some uh, put some development time towards. You right. know, but you have to look at it. it. Ubisoft is not one of those that <sighs> you yeah. have problems with Ubisoft. Yeah, they don't do that, except for when they do, and then then they realize that they've done fucked up. Son of a bitch! What was that? I mean,
0: <laughs> I was trying uh, to turn down of sound all the
1: of all the IPs to do that with. They did it they started that sort of thing with was, Assassin's was, Creed. And then they realized, of, yeah, they realized, yeah, they realized their problem with Assassin's Creed when they started doing that every fucking year, it started to cheapen the franchise. And then they had to go flip it on its head with fucking uh, origins and odyssey uh, because, you know, and change the gameplay up because it seemed like they were playing just a reskin of the same game. Yep. You know, so it's, it, it's thanks, thanks. Why are you, why are you tweeting? It is shit? frustrating to think that. God damn! They've been uh, doing all of this with a uh, with Assassin's Creed and um and several other games, <laughs> but they've not made a new Splinter Cell. I just I fixed my volume too now. Thanks. Yeah. No. it it, it will. I'm I'm going to predict probably here in the next few years you're going to see some of these older IPs that have been collecting dust for a while come out of you know come out some more.
0: I, I think we're going to just continue to see remakes. <clears throat> there just, was a story I posted that there's the possibility of a Fallout Three and Fallout Four remake coming out, which I'm not opposed to because Fallout those, Four well, doesn't
1: need a remake
0: or not for uh, New Vegas. New Vegas is pretty dated at this time. It's hard to get it looking somewhat modern at this point.
1: Yeah, see, I it's, don't uh, think
0: that they need to fuck around with it. Honestly, um, I'd replay it. Well, I mean, you can of only course get, you, you would. You, but you can only get it looking so good with mods. Like, it's it's at a point right now. So, New Vegas... I don't,
1: I don't know that you need to do redo 3, but... 3, New is, Vegas. Un-
0: three is unplayable on Windows 10. Without literally almost remaking, like, really redoing the game. Really? Yeah, you can't... I've got a copy of 3 that I can't play anymore. Wow. Um, well, it's... Hmm. I don't don't think that they need to remake them. I mean,
1: I get that technology changes, and I get new engines are available, and I get new, you know, get that, you know, you can repretty a lot of, you know, a lot of pre-made stuff. Well, 3
0: is basically green.
1: Well, yes, (laughs) but it's just
0: it's the green one
1: yes but that that's the thing if you start remaking all of these fucking games then you're going to be looking at an entire generation of remakes of games now there are some games that i would say need the remake option you know because you're looking at games that came out say in the you know in the early two thousands, like those are the well, games that I would see as something that. I want to say Fallout Three came out in 07. Okay, and that and that's fine, but fourteen years ago, Fallout Fallout Three was the first one outside of uh, uh, outside of the older style of Fallout, yeah, which was more isometric. Um,
0: (laughs) I'd like to see, I'd like to see an Excel, now that they're part of the Microsoft brand, redo those, since that's the original creators of Fallout. Okay. And just pretty those up, to be honest with you. Because I've, so for a long Uh, time, up until a couple months, a couple years ago, I used to replay one and two back to back, like when I'd have a slow month in the year. Yeah, but here's the
1: thing, you have to remember that, uh... In exile, the original creators of Fallout. Fallout One and Two were uh, were top downs. They weren't. Uh, they weren't the three D shooters. It was Bethesda <laughs> that made it a three D shooter.
0: Correct. With so
1: three and New Vegas.
0: I'm literally talking about just dressing it up to put it in a four K master, like they did with Wasteland. Essentially. Oh,
1: gotcha. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't think that that would work. I mean, why not? Because it would still look dated, that, and that's and that's the thing. I mean, even if you throw 4K textures at something, the systems itself is going to be
0: dated. And the systems aren't that different than a lot of modern games. <sighs> I've got about 600 hours in those two games. Yes, we're looking at
1: another fucking Creation Engine situation, though. I mean,
0: they wouldn't use Creation Engine.
1: No, they'd use Creation Engine 2 because that's what they're doing for Starfield. <laughs> no, that'd be Bethesda.
0: Bethesda owns the rights to it, but now they're under the same publisher. So that also leads me to believe that like when they do a fallout again, if they let in Exile, now that they're part of the same brand, work with them, we have the potential for a good fallout IP again. I mean, it is a possibility, but I would
1: I want things to move forward. I mean I am totally fucking honest with you when I say that the remakes are great and all but they're cash grabs on fucking nostalgia. I want new games. Well, we'll get
0: more games. Uh... I want
1: I want new games, new experiences, new things to be, you know, new things to look at and be, you know, and say that was fucking cool. If I play Fallout 3 or uh, or Fallout New Vegas, I am uh, replaying the same story I played fucking ten years ago, and you know, and it was, and I, I know what the end is. I know what the twist is. I know what all of the. I, I could probably even point out where all the fucking guns are. Well,
0: I, (laughs) you know, I did redirect you, and you latched onto one part of what I was saying. So now that they're under the same studio, they could make another Fallout. They could, but and they have before,
1: and, and and that's and that's fine. We don't talk about 76. I almost got you (laughs) playing it again this week. I've got it installed. Still haven't played a a single minute of it. Um, That's more than I fucking would say a year ago or two years ago when it first came out. That's for damn sure. Um, But I've considered
0: it only because I was supremely bored. So let's move into (laughs) what we have been playing um jason did you get i know you got some stuff on steam cell is there anything you've been playing this week
1: well i finished mass effect 3 oh so another ma- you know which, which ending huh which ending synthesis of, of course of course you did you bastard because that's fucking the true end ending it, end it all it's the true ending fucking like be the reaper no in this break the cycle sir that's the true ending no, no. Be the Reaper. That's the true ending. I'm going to play the... Uh, I will eventually play this game again, because... It's I mean, good.
0: It's enjoyable every time I load it up.
1: But I'm going to I'm gonna go full fucking Renegade, because... I mean, I'm
0: mixing it up. I'm a, I'm a half and a half right now. I'm going to play
1: a fucking asshole, because I've played the White My, Knight for so long. I will play again to play all the way through as a pure Renegade. But, man, that'll be hard. I will have a hard time doing... Doing the renegade stuff. Just shooting people in the face, punching people whenever you can. uh, Yes. Killing Rex. Yeah, he he deserves it. Would be hard. Oh, oh. Be really hard. I did that the first time I played that game. I totally did. No fucking lie. I fucking did. I'm like, dude, what you just did was fucked up. Put your gun down. He refuses. And I'm like, all right. And I fucking gunned his ass down and I didn't have him for the rest of the fucking game. I'm like Well that, that that's right, I forgot that. You didn't have him.
0: <laughs> I didn't have him for that's, the rest of the fucking and game. And that's when you're talking about new games, that's <laughs> that's the kind of thing that people want again. Is another space Odyssey like that that had consequence, right? Like Starfield. You, we'll see. We'll see, but that's I mean that's that's the idea
1: behind it. It's A a good, you know, a good Space Odyssey. Mass Effect kind of, you know, captured a, uh, you know, a a niche because it was, you know, it was a story that you could follow that, you know, that did have choices with consequence. Uh, And I remember in the first game where you have to pick between your squad mates. You can only save one. Yeah. You know, that was, I mean... When I when I first went through that, <clears throat> I'm like, I don't want to make this choice, but I have to in this moment. And that really sucked. And I'm sitting there going, I didn't think about what skills that character had. I was thinking about how likable that character was.
0: Well, in the first game, they were both kind of wooden. They were, but... The I characters mean, get better in the second. The second game is one of the best games of the last two decades. But I mean, Mass I, Effect Two is up there with Fallout Two in my in my book. It, it's it's a fantastic fucking game. I mean, I I I,
1: I thought that that was a uh,
0: Mass the, Effect Two uh, is one of the best RPGs ever built. Period. Yeah, to me, like in my top five, I mean, that is probably Fallout Two, New Vegas, and Mass Effect Two. Mass Effect
1: Two had one hell of a, like, starting hook. Like, you didn't expect the Oh, yeah, because the
0: it's the $6 million man. Right, well, I mean... You, we will rebuild him. I
1: mean, you didn't even get to really get into the game more than, like, five seconds before all shit breaks loose, and the, you know, the, the character they, that you played basically the entire fucking full game, you know, is burning up in the atmosphere as it goes down. Yeah, and well, like, and
0: it, it's... it's they, it was fun reliving that because I've got I'm about eight hours into two right now. And it's really, really like, obviously, with the dressed up graphics and going in the, you know, in a half blown up ship as you're walking through it with all, you know, the sound effects. It even sounds like the fidelity on the sound has been amped up. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's fucking glorious. Yeah.
1: It's, it, it is one of the best, you know, best games I've remembered playing. Two, two looks
0: really good. Two lives up. There's something. A little bit angular about it, right? Because the amount of polygons in that is still not as high as a modern game. But there is obvious texture work that's been done and obvious lighting work that's been done that makes a pretty dramatic difference. Yeah. It it looks pretty damn good. I'll
1: eventually play it. But it's another one of those situations where they're wanting me to spend money for a game that I'd already owned. And and it it that's one of the main reasons why I haven't bought well, it. When right.
0: I'll pay money for like that for stuff that's in my top five, like a Bioshock original. Mm. Like if that if they redid that,
1: I'd mm. probably see. I I wasn't a big fan of the original Bioshock.
0: I really like the original I Bioshock. Mean, the original Bioshock, and was, then was, yeah. like ten years out, if they redo three, because I really like three. Three was really well done. What two's kind of the infinite? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, two's kind of like the ugly stepchild. It's all right, but it's not great, and it was I done by the Bioshock V team.
1: Yeah, I, I never, I didn't, I don't but think the I city, played Bioshock Two all the way through.
0: The City in the Clouds thing has done really well with the cult, um, and the music and all the themes that it has. It feels like I mean, the it had, feels like a weird offshoot of Mormonism. Yeah, I
1: had a I had a really strong opinion about the end of uh, of Bioshock Infinite. Uh, if you go yeah, back, the, like fucking, there's years always a lighthouse.
0: But yeah. either way, like it's there's we haven't had any games like that in a while. Like a yeah. Bioshock, a Fallout, a Mass Effect, or anything yeah. like that in a very long time. Very it's, long time. And I I think it's just because there's been some conglomerates that have picked stuff up, right? Like Halo never Quite hit that level with me that it does with some people that are really deep into Halo, but Halo is pretty good, right? The Halo story is all right. And, and, and the, what
1: really drove Halo was its multiplayer, and I was never big in the multiplayer. But the but campaign's always been fun. The campaign and the story behind Halo, I mean, that has always. Uh, I've, I've played. And I like the music. <laughs> I played all the Halos except for Halo 2. For some reason, I never got my hands on it. Um, you can.
0: Just download it off Game but Pass. But now, now I
1: can play the Master Chief Collection on Game Pass. But that's you know that's beside shit. The
0: point. You know, I think you can co op the full campaigns on those. Okay, um, just like Gears. If we if Gears Five ever works, but we could start off with Gears One and co op our way all the way up through Five. I
1: don't think they have all the Gears on there. Yeah, they do. They do.
0: I you Gears have to one, look. Gears One's definitely on. Gears
1: there. One is there, but I don't think any of the other ones are.
0: I had. I looked, Maybe three, I wanted
1: to do that. I, wa- I was like, man, I want to play Master Chief Collection, but I don't necessarily really want to go into
0: it. Uh, let's check on break because I'm pretty sure just about every Gears is on there.
1: I I I would be interested in playing, you know, in you know, in playing through the Gears story because of all of those games. Uh, like I played Gears and Gears Two, but I didn't play any of the other ones. Uh, and
0: Gears Three is really good. Gears Four is okay. I say it's uh, called Judgment, and the reason it's okay is it's not Marcus's story.
1: Yeah. It's... And that
0: and I Marcus is a central character of that game, right? Right. So it's without him, and then they bring him back. So the most recent Gears is not as good as 3. Uh, you're playing Marcus's kid. Right. Uh, JT. Or is that right? I don't know. I have... J, J.D., I think. J. Uh, something. Yeah. J. something. But um, it's... It looks really fucking good. I I wanted to
1: play through it, but we couldn't get the fucking like I I guess the netcode between you know between us and on fucking Game Pass was not working right because we were fucking lagging like
0: crazy, dude. Yeah, and it's not like me or you have bad internet.
1: No, right? it was it was definitely something in the fucking connection, and I'm not sure what the fuck it was. I'm I'd be down what, to fucking try it again, but
0: mm. yeah, if we're ever if you're ever curious, we could just go through the campaign, and I can jump in and out. Like I don't. If you want to keep playing it, right? But I wouldn't mind just co-op parts of that game together.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, that was one of the things that we, were you know, we were doing over the past week. Is just like we've been looking really hard at fucking co-op games, something that we could fucking just like
0: and it's, play. And there's nothing wrong with Vermintide. Let's just let's just set that straight, right? No, like we went back to it that. again last the last couple of nights, and every single time we go in to kill rats, like it's 100% bliss. I have.
1: All the fun, dude. I'm just like,
0: I got off 30 minutes late tonight. I want to kill some rats. You're like, all right, okay, let's do it.
1: Let's do it. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, I have a thing because I I will always play the dwarf. I, I will allow you to level your dwarf up when you get to that point, only because I want you to you know want you to get it out of your system so that
0: I can play the dwarf again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe um,
0: maybe I can. So, like, what we've been doing is we're leveling, I'm, we always, I host it, so I'm leveling the bots that play with us. Right. So, which means I need to get them, they get their max skill perks to be more effective. So, like, in particular, the Grail Knight gives you quests while you're doing your mission, and those give you extra stats, and they're really useful. Yes, the regen was really good. So, like, I just got my level 20 perk on my Grill Knight the other night. We don't, we play this fair amount. We don't play this like it's our only game. So yeah, we've had it for half a year, and we've been playing mm-hmm. it for about three months, and we're not max level, but we on two about characters, like fucking eighty hours or something like that close to it in the but in the last. I think did. I've got eighty hours into it, something like that. But the and my Grill Knight still wasn't level twenty, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna try the Grill Knight, and then I figured out I actually like playing the Grill Knight actually quite a bit. Yeah, he's uh no range whatsoever, which means we have to have a range class, which means Rusty cannot play the. I can't play Slayer, right? So <laughs> Slayer. It plays a lot like Left 4 Dead. you got specials that attack you, and then you need to have somebody that can take out those specials. You usually need a ranged weapon. Well, there's two classes in the game that do not have ranged weapon. It is Grail Knight and Slayer. And you can't... It is really difficult to have a party with bots without having somebody designated to snipe right. specials. Right. So I'd rather have a human sniping specials, which is why it's like, Rusty, you got to play the engineer. Or and something I am with the not...
1: Game. I I I'm sitting here going, you want me to play fucking Outcast Engineer? All right, I
0: guess. Because, I mean, I, I didn't realize how
1: for the fucking minigun.
0: I didn't realize how satisfying the Grail Knight's melee was, and then he's got some stuff for um, heavy attacks with armor. Like, and I got the fucking hammer, and I was just like, all right, let's go. Let's, that's a Black rat, rat Patrol. We can do that. Yeah, yeah. You can just, like, fucking it walk just, up and lop them upside the fucking forehead. And it's just like, you know, like <laughs> the arcade game at the... What do they call it? Like, whack-a-mole, essentially? It's yep. basically what you're doing with your hammer. You just hit these guys on the helmet over and over and over again, and it's insta-kill. That's... I mean, when I was playing Slayer, and I
1: ended up getting a uh, fucking... I ended up having a great axe and a fucking, you know, and, and a great hammer. And it was... It was perfect, because whenever I came up to a boss, pull out the fucking axe, which has, you know, had, like, really high fucking damage, and I just go fucking berserk and fucking just beat the fuck out of the thing with, you know, really high attack speed attacks with the fucking great axe, and monsters just fall over. Uh, but whenever I came up against anybody that had armor, I just fucking pull out the fucking hammer and go, knock him upside the fucking head.
0: So, which means, Jason, you really... You gotta play this game.
1: <laughs> I know. Most of the reason I haven't installed it is because most of the time I'm, I'm playing
0: a five year old game. Uh, you guys are, you guys this are working late. or sleep. I mean, and we start
1: playing at eleven. So
0: Fridays, I don't. I'm up all day.
1: I think you'd have a lot of fun. Uh, believe me. I resisted Vermintide 2 for how long? You months. were trying to get me to play this game log it off to you know for fucking months and months. You're I, like you need to download I'm Vermintide not 2. resisting. Just part of the reason I haven't downloaded is for the most part I don't really have either one of you to play it with. You just need to tell me when you're available, and I can change my sleep schedule on a dime. You
0: know I can.
1: I know, but I won't do that to you. Well,
0: but, like, Fridays, right? Fridays, I could get on with you, and then if Rusty got up at, like, 7,
1: yeah, get a couple of good hours in. Yeah, just got to get used to... Just remember, when you play with me, you're not playing the dwarf. Just saying.
0: You could have three... <laughs> but the thing is, you, me and Rusty play co-op a lot. Like, the bots do just fine. Yeah. Um, you just have to set up the right bots with the right talents and stuff like that, the way that you want to play. Playing the game solo is possible, but it's not great. It's Well, having two people just helps you direct things a little bit better. We Mm -hmm. can say, let's hold up here and fight in this corner because this is, you know, leaves our back not exposed. Right. Or like, hey, we need to fight it here in this little corridor because this is going to be the best place to take out this horde. Or hey, just like when we had the Storm Fiend, I was like, go attack the baby. The, the yes. little the little rat that's on his back that's directing the storm fiend right um is where his weak point is, so it's you know, so you've got a dwarf about one fucking
1: quarter height of the boss reaching up to beat this fucking thing that's on the back of this massive fucking rat is right. like beat the baby, <laughs> but then I I started because I. Got it on PC. I started modding the shit out of Fallout 4 and playing it just to just as kind of a de- detox. I
0: did play a little bit of Dwarves
1: this week too. See, that's another fucking yeah, you know,
0: that, those two games we can play, Honestly,
1: yeah. like you know, we're talking about fucking Deep Rock Galactic there. Uh, when we say Dwarves, that's what we're, getting, what we're, what we're referring to, and I really like the Scout class. I mean, I didn't think I was gonna like it. I was all gunner all the time. Uh and then fucking played the Scout class and I'm like, well, this is pretty good.
0: But <clears throat> all that being said, I think you so Rusty, you had one new game you started working through and that was Last Epoch, right? No, I've got a couple. Um oh, okay, I, what was the other one?
1: Um so I picked up quite a few games on you know on the Steam sale. Oh yeah. You have um, been playing one pretty nonstop. So uh, there was, uh, there was uh, Tainted Grail. I play. Uh, was playing the fuck out of Tainted Grail. I'm really digging that game. Um, Told you it was good. I know you. You said that the fucking game was you know good. It was you know the 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 deck builder part of that game was kind of turning me off. But honestly, it doesn't play exactly like any other deck builder. Uh, you know, each run you can kind of get fucked on some runs uh it is a roguelike so you kind of have orange rng but you kind of work through it even on bad runs you can still do fairly well uh and uh and you kind of go through it but what really got me was like i was in a i, I was in a a weird headspace for uh, uh a couple days and uh, when i was playing tainted grail it just clicked and I think it was the, you know, the fucking, you know, Nordic pagan music that was, you know, was playing during some of the boss oh, fights. That, well, the weird throat chorus stuff. The, yes, uh, I I was really digging that. Like the the whole the the whole vibe just kind of matched where I was at in my head. It's like the dark Avalon kind of stuff. Yeah, right? it's it's dark Avalon stuff. So and like weird. It's It uh, sounds like cultic King Arthur bullshit. If you've played Sinuous Sacrifice, you kind of get an idea of what it you know, what was, you know, what's going on. It's it's Dark Nordic. um, You know, it's, it's, it really jived. Like, there was a, uh, there was a point like the, you start the game out as the, the, the weird hunter, the, you know, the full on melee class. And I was not digging that class at all. He's was, the starter class. And you get, uh, you get going. My God, dog! Seriously, you're gonna get tangled up in my fucking cords. Um, you get going with with that, and uh, I just played that long enough so that I could get another class. And I started with the uh, uh, started to run with the summoner and got way farther in that.
0: Uh, that and, was my first, like my first like I played the summoner and on the first run of the summoner I got through two bosses. I got I got through
1: three or two bosses and I got it to almost level 20. Uh and then the third uh third run I w- was playing the sentinel which is the uh the archer class and at first I hated it because it was like I can't do a whole lot of fucking damage. It's like one shot here, one shot there. You know, and it was kind of like, you know, shooting needles. You were not doing a whole lot of damage, like eight damage, ten damage, this, that, and the other thing. the The thing about that is, is that once that class gets going after the first few like random card drops, it starts to get a whole lot more shots, a whole lot more often. And now I'm able to get into runs um, where I I did a full, th- uh, a full run. Beat all of the bosses with it. Got it to level twenty on my first try with the fucking, you know, with the class. And the last boss has like four thousand hit points. Um, and uh, I had had it dead in six turns. And one of those turns, I did like almost two thousand damage. For
0: scale, the first boss <laughs> has about a thousand hit points. Right. And and it- you're usually doing when you first start the class, you're doing about six to 10 damage at a time. Right.
1: And I did, I, I did 2000 damage in one turn with the, uh, with the archer. I just had all of the buffs, just all fucking line up properly. Uh, and I, uh, shot the ultimate And the ultimate for that, uh, for that class is you can shoot, uh, normally it's 15, uh, charges, At 100% of your normal damage. Uh, What I had was. I had gotten it so that you had 10 more charges. So I had 25 charges. And I had a perk that every time that ultimate fired. It also had the phantom archer that is part of that class fire as well. So it was 50 shots. (laughs) And. Uh, one of those, uh, and 25 of those shots were half damage. But I had a bunch of different buffs. So when I threw out and shot my ultimate, I was at like 700% damage. So each
0: one of the ultimate shots was doing like 150 damage. <laughs> it's So it the way the nuts. game plays out is it's not based on your positioning. It's based on the cards in your deck. Right. And so you have a character that's it's done in an... Kind of isometric view. Um, But it's turn-based in that you play your turn with your cards and you have so much energy you can spend, which is how many cards you can play at a time. Normally it's three energy per turn. But there's a lot of things that buff you or cards that buff you so you can spend more cards per turn. Right. The the shots he's talking about are zero energy. You play a card and it gives you so many of them. Um, And then... It's multiplicative based on the types of cards you've already played in prior turns. Right. So you, oh. you
1: whittle will down their armor, which reduces your damage. Uh, and then you uh, try to buff your damage while reducing their damage. Um, and uh, with the Sentinel class, barriers are a big thing, which is basically just like every time some, something hits you, it hits your barrier instead of your health. Uh, and that's based off of your armor. And it's very complicated. Like, it sounds complicated when I'm trying to describe it, but it, it, it makes what you play it.
0: Yeah, the it's a lot of it self-taught. You just kind of play through it. Yeah. I think the cool thing I like about it is every run unlocks a fair amount. So based on how far you got, how many quests you did, or whatever, you get a score. And that score gives you, like, a town level, which also unlocks different classes, different things that you can do in your village before you go out on your run more card, uh different cards that are available for the next run on that class yeah so like if you play a class several times you're actually unlocking better cards for that class for the following run right um which is neat and then it'll tell you at the end it'll give you a summary on all the different things you unlocked and all this other stuff and it just feels really good it's like oh Depending on how long your run is, so like some runs for me are like twenty minutes, and then some runs are like two and a half hours. Two and a half hours is the normal for me, especially when I'm running Sentinel.
1: Uh, I will get through almost all the bosses. In fact, and you can save it at any time, literally any time. You can just drop, and it will save your exact position on that uh, on the map. You could drop at any time, which is you know it's a big thing for me. I just really got into it, got into a groove of it and it's it's one of those games where I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to play. I'm gonna play Dana Grail. Um,
0: it's a comfy it's a t- comfy turn based game and it's really unique.
1: Yes. I I, I really it, it it scratches the roguelike itch. I didn't necessarily really like the deck building thing, but it does add some uh,
0: some you know, good I actually, ran, you know, random I actually like it better than I like Slay the Spire, and I've beat that game a few times at this point. Yeah, I, I, Slay the I, Spire is a little bit more accessible. Yeah, it's it's all, but right, I like though. the art style in this, and the music, and a lot of other things aesthetically. Yeah, as well as the variety and gameplay, because you've got twelve classes that you can unlock. Well, I mean, I still haven't, you
1: know, finished out the another thing with Tina Grill is there's a lot of really interesting side quests that you don't finish every single time you run into it you have to run into the same npc randomly out in the you know out in the wild uh multiple times to finish it and some runs they don't show up so you you know so i've got like a bunch of quests that are kind of like half complete right now um that all i require to do uh, i'm required to do is go fight monsters and you know and Run into these NPCs, and they further flesh out the story about what's going on, too. right? You know, and it's all voice acted too. It is. Uh, it's it's voice acted, kind of like a. It's almost like a storybook, almost. Um,
0: where yeah, because it's all narrated, right? It's narrated, so it's. But the characters have voices too, though. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, they're.
1: Uh, it's. It's a good game. If you haven't picked up Tainted Grill, uh, Tainted Grill Conquest, this is the, uh, the roguelike. There's another one uh um,
0: some, you know there's that's an, not coming out. It hasn't come out yet, but basically I was telling Rusty this while we were talking late one of these nights and I was saying, So what happened is they did this early access, did a roguelike version of the final game that they're gonna do to test out the battle system and test out the card system, right? And so they made this roguelike version, and then they really fleshed it out based on user feedback, um, to the point where the roguelike was super feature complete, and decided to split the game. So if you bought the original, you got both games. So in my case, I've got both versions of the game, and I'll get the other one because I already paid for it essentially. But now they're selling. It's going to be a separate campaign, but it'll be a very story-based kind of linear campaign through the same world. I don't know what's going to be the same. What's not. I, I was telling him, I think the video that's on there is old because that looks like Tanny grill did when I first started playing it, uh, um, where it was like card battler in the way of like hearthstone where you had your cards kind of fighting. Oh yeah. And then it turned into 3d models and then it turned into this isometric view. And then it turned into like walking third person through stuff to go fight your monsters. Like it changed a lot during development to for the better. Yeah. It- um, and then it, turned into a much more i think it just it became successful is what happened it's yeah. kind of like an indie darling kind of thing yeah um what was the other game you were playing
1: um there was uh, there was a couple more um uh, so the 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 one that came out just recently um is a game called uh ender lilies uh, not a big <clears throat> fan of the name um but the don't let the name fool you it's uh it is a um uh, Metroidvania uh platformer. Uh you're following the uh you know you, the the story doesn't have any voices or anything like that. It's all uh it's all yeah. text on screen.
0: You is, have to read it. Is it kind of like a Bloodstained or Assault and Sanctuary type game? Kind of.
1: It's it, it's um it's more uh more in the vein of like Hollow Knight and Sultan Sanctuary combined. Um, Sultan Sanctuary has more systems, I'd say, uh, but this is uh, this is a Metroidvania in uh, in all the senses because you're you have to have certain abilities to get to certain places. Um, so in that way, it's it's like Hollow Knight, uh, and the combat in that is actually uh, I look at it as fairly unique because. Uh, there, one of the things that you're going to learn very quickly: there are no iframes. You, you know, if you stand in a, you know, an AOE or some kind of damage, it's going to tick really fast. Like you're gonna, you're gonna die if you stand in that spot for any length of time. Uh, and you know, the the damage is <clears throat> fairly unforgiving in that way. Um, but it's easily avoidable because your character you play this little girl um who wakes up and basically that version uh the this world's version of the apocalypse which is uh called the blight and it just transforms all of you know all of the life that it uh that it contacts into these monsters uh this little girl is uh called a, uh, she's a white priestess. She's able to cleanse the Blight, but people who are blighted are basically already dead, so basically she has to...
0: She has to kill things.
1: She has to kill things and then she can, you know, cleanse them so that their souls can go on. Um,
0: All that backstory aside, though, it has a unique take on that kind of gameplay, right? Well,
1: I mean, being that she's a little girl, she can't really fight for herself. So, one of the things... That you get very early on is kind of like a uh, like a soul protector. Uh, it's an, an umbral knight uh, that is only a floating orb of light that follows her around. But whenever she, you know, whenever you hit the attack button, the umbral knight comes out of the ether and does the attack for you. So, okay. so that is the the attack mechanic and. All of her attacks are basically these spirits that follow her around uh, and do the attacks for her. Now, the Umbral Knight's the very first one, but you get some uh, some of them that have pluses and minuses. Like, the Umbral Knight's very quick, but doesn't hit very hard. Um, and uh, the, the next one is... Uh, a bigger like a a very large knight that uses a a big club you probably if you saw the the the, the video for it on Steam you'll probably have seen this uh, this character uh, every one of these spirits is a boss that you have to beat and then you can use that spirit so it's kind of like mega man kind of like that but the thing about this this bigger knight that uses a massive fucking club is that his attacks wind up so while you're attacking you can't move and you're totally vulnerable so you have to time your attacks properly to be able to hit things his his attacks not immediate he just kind of like winds up and then swings so there's
0: no animation cancel
1: there is no animation cancel
0: i don't know if i like that or not
1: well in that way it's kind of i i i, I don't want to say it but it's Souls like in that way because you well, Souls like
0: has animation cancels. You you have that's to That's like part of the reason Souls is good is because you can interrupt yourself. Well it, in in a Sometimes. way
1: that's why I say I don't I I hesitate to say that because you know, there are some games that have an anime you know, have animation cancels and some of them that don't. Um, so you have to commit to an attack. Uh, and you do have a dodge mechanic in this game which does give you iframes you can basically jump through enemies and you can jump through projectiles uh through you know with the dodge and that's the only thing that gives you any type of iframes um, but you can't dodge while you're attacking so it's you know you kind of have to work out the best way to uh you know to get through each of the areas the bosses are interesting with their own mechanics um most of the bosses or a couple of the bosses that i've run into are phase they have different phases so like phase one phase two phase three uh and they get progressively harder as they get lower in health uh and throw new attacks at you uh you do have to learn their attack patterns and when you have to dodge and you know and stuff like that Uh, so it is you know, I'm not super far into that game, um, but it it is
0: a fairly decently done Metroidvania. Actually, I think I'm wrong. I was trying to remember, I looked up animation cancelling in Dark Souls, and I remembered it was, there was a glitch with the Estus flask you could use. Yeah. I remember
1: being committed to an attack and getting fucked on Dark Souls. That's why I... I said that, um, like, if you go and fucking swing one of the bigger fucking swords, you better be ready to fucking, like, sit there for the whole animation for it. Um, so far, are you
0: having, like, how far have you gotten in it?
1: Like A couple hours? Uh, a couple hours. Uh, I've been playing it on and off. Um, I, I've kind of caught a little bit of your gamer ADD and I've been playing, you know, random things as I feel like it. Uh, and with Ender Lilies, it's one of those situations where you can go to like a checkpoint and then, you know, you, you can start at that checkpoint anytime. Uh, so I normally progress to the next checkpoint and either something comes up or I'm like, uh, I'm not feeling this right now. So I just go on and do something else. Um, the something else that I was looking for, um, I'm big into ARPGs and played- RPGs. I've been playing a uh, a fair few of them. I haven't played Wilson, but I've not heard good things about the direction of Wilson. Um, But I've been looking forward to that because, I mean, I know Lost Ark isn't necessarily an ARPG, uh, but it is probably my most anticipated game so far this year. Uh, It is an MMO. uh, And... You know, done in the ARPG isometric view, uh, which I'm not really big into playing MMOs, but I've gotten an itch to play this game and I basically just need it now. Um, So. You got a few months. I've got a few months. It's probably. Fall is when they said people are thinking September. The Steam page says December 31st, which is. Always most, a placeholder. Most likely a placeholder. Um, but, you know, that's that was the thing. But the isometric view of that game really started, you know, uh, triggering my ARPG, you know, my need to play an ARPG. And I played Path of Exile, Diablo. Um, Diablo 3 is really kind of like trash right now, apparently. Um, <laughs> and Path of Exile, you need to have Advanced Calculus to play. Uh, and that was more brain power than I really wanted to put into a fucking, you know, character at this time. Uh, so I picked up a game called last epoch. It is an early access game. It's not all there, but for the most part, it's feature complete. Um, for the most part, meaning it does have end game. It does have a full story. Uh, you have full progression on the characters that are, you know, that are put in there. They're just fleshing out the end you know end game right now, adding a couple more classes uh, and adding <clears throat> uh, more loot basically, uh, more different kinds of loot that you can pick up later on. but the crafting system works and you know, basically you know you can pick up the game and play through it all the way through. Uh, and I picked up I picked that game up uh, off of a recommendation from YouTube uh, and I said, if you have, if you've been waiting to play this game, pick it up because it's you know it was on sale. <laughs> uh, I think it was like twenty or thirty percent off, um, and uh, I've been playing through that. Uh, I was playing that this morning actually. You caught me this morning playing it, um, and I have played like the first hour of that game on two different characters. I played it, you know, there's a melee character called a Primalist. Uh, and then there's, you know, then I picked up and play, I was playing the rogue character, which is a rogue chick that I was looking forward to the specialization that you get later on called Marksman for that, mm. for a ranged character. Yeah. Um. So I was playing the rogue, and, uh, and what I find interesting about this game is that it's like uh the the skills are kind of p o e light for you know for instance p o e has some really intricate interactions with skills, and that's why you need to have advanced calculus to kind of understand it because you can have skills linked to other skills that boost those skills and change what they're doing yeah. and whatnot and 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 of course the sphere grid for you know for the passives. Is if you look at it, your mind just your, your eyes glossed over and your mind just goes blank uh, because there's so many different options. Um, in this, you pick a class and it's got a passive system and an active skill system. You unlock your active skills by adding passive skills, and then uh, when you uh, when you get those skills, you can put those skills on the bar. Uh, but you can specialize those skills. So say I've got a piercing shot for the, uh, for the rogue. Right. Using a, uh, using a bow. The piercing shot does exactly what it says on the tin. You know, it pierces enemies uh, and causes a bleed. Right. But if I specialize that skill, uh, that skill will get experience on its own passive skill, uh, skill tree and I can put points into that so that I can increase the bleed, uh, okay. make you know, uh, make it so that it shreds armor for the enemies, so that it does more damage. Um, there's one of them that uh, that says every three piercing shots will shoot a a bigger piercing shot that does twenty percent more damage, and then I've got a, a modifier on that that basically says instead of a att- uh, of putting a bleed on the enemy, it will cause the bleed's
0: damage to happen all at once. And you will regain hit points based off of that. So, but one thing I have a question about is like, how does it play versus a lot of other games in the moment?
1: So in so if I was to look at it from the perspective of how it, you know, kind of matches up to a POE, I would say
0: PoE is more polished, but it's expected because it's been around for a while. Uh, and so, like, this is really what I'm getting at. So, one of the things that actually turns me off sometimes about playing Diablo is your, it turns into a huge AoE thing. Is there a little bit more skill to it other than just maxing out your attributes to get health back so that you can just devastate large groups of enemies? Well, at the moment. I don't see a whole lot of like really
1: killer AOE style, like you know the the spin to win style gameplay uh, that you see in a lot of uh, a lot of those games. Like Grim Dawn had that uh, fucking. I liked it for a season, but now it kind of bores me. Yeah, and Poe has a spin to win you know version of it, which was really boring to me. Um, I I fucking hated it. That gameplay style sucked. Um. For you know, for right now, the it does have AOE damage, but not in the same sense as like screen clearing fucking Aoes that you had in fucking Diablo and stuff like that. Uh, you do have to worry about positioning a little bit more. But when what I was talking about, you know, to you on uh, on Steam while I was playing it was that even your basic attack is kind of like an AOE, so it kind of cleaves through an enemy. So if you've got enemies that are stacked up right next to you and you you, you hit your basic attack, it will hit like three or four enemies.
0: Like um, it was a thing that I like about... So I played... And D3 was a, one of the ones that I'm just kind of... Because a lot of people are familiar with it, right? I play Witch Doctor and I liked being able to single hit certain a few enemies at a time. Like I liked having to think about it in early game. Mm-hmm. I liked Diablo 3 in early game because it felt like I had to... Retreat sometimes, sometimes I had to use a healing potion, right? Like, I didn't just end with hundreds and hundreds of healing potions in my inventory off the bat. Like, I was still struggling a little bit. Like, I need a little bit of challenge. Well, you don't
1: have a bunch of uh, healing potions. Like, you know, your healing potions are based off of what belt you have. So, uh, for me, you know, early on in the game, you start with a belt that has two healing potion slots. Um, and you eventually get more. Like, I'm up to three now. But you can't stack healing potions in your inventory. You only have what your belt allows you
0: to have. So, for me, I have three healing potions. That's it. Like, I think it's a mistake that a lot of RPGs make is, like, the spend-to-win mechanic and the, you know, ever-stacking inventory of potions and no real... Even on the harder difficulties, just like spike damage you have to worry about, and then you build a build that gives you health back, right, so that you can just always screen clear. Right. You never really have to worry that much about positioning, right? You just know I've got to take out these certain enemies when I see this kind of group coming at me. Yeah. And then everything else is AOE, and it just it ends up getting repetitive and, and really boring. What, what, what And I like games, like when a ARPG does it right, where you can... You have to worry about your positioning. You have to worry about getting hit or, you mm-hmm. know, like managing your health and your mana to make sure that you can get through an encounter. All right. The uh, the playthroughs
1: that I was playing, you know, that I've gotten so far, like I've maybe played an hour and a half of both of these classes. We've gotten to about the same point in both. Um, the play style of the Primalist has a lot to do with uh, because it's full on melee class. Uh, he has to have, uh, like, an on-hit re- uh, health regen because, you know, he takes a lot of hits. Um, but he also wears heavier armor and, you know, has swipe, you know, swipe abilities. Like, he's not screen-clearing, he's clearing a path in front of him. Um, he's also got, uh, most of these characters, I think all of the characters have an escape ability, Um for him it's like a a uh, a leap where he can kind of leap into enemies and then leap out. Uh with the marksman it's more of like a dash where she can dash into a direction. Um what i found when i was playing the marksman because it's more of a pinpoint class, you you're shooting in a you know in one spot. There isn't a whole lot of screen clear, you do have to worry about your positioning and you use that uh you use that uh dash to get distance between you and your enemies so that you can you know you can kind of line them up and
0: the piercing shot will do more damage if you get them lined up this so one of the things we talked about over the internet before we were on the show as i was i had on my wish list but hadn't picked it up because it was early access you were telling me that it's actually feature complete and they're literally just adding stuff to the game now right right they've got
1: there's a couple classes that are uh, that are missing their third class. Like each class, there's five starting classes, and I don't think I can name them off the top of my head. Uh, but I know primalist and rogue, and then there's a mage. Um, but I don't remember the other two right offhand.
0: I think there was a the primalist was the druid, right? Primalist turns
1: into a druid. That's one of his specialties. So. See, each one of those five classes normally has three specialties that they can get into, which, once you pick a class and you pick a specialty, that's that's the you know character that you're playing. You can't really change that. Uh, so, um, when I played the Rogue and I turned her into a Marksman, she's going to be a Marksman from that point forward. Um, you know, in that way, it's kind of like grim dawn because you can't really change your specialties once you you know once you specialize in grim dawn um so you can change the points and respect your points around but you can't really change the specialty uh so there's basically 15 you know 15 classes that you can play in you know in this but you know they have Uh, three of them that are uh that are currently being developed. So it's still in development. I mean, it's early access. But
0: you can beat the game right now.
1: Yeah, you can beat the game, and you can get into the end game. They're just fleshing out what you can do in the end game and the amount of things you can do in the end game, so that you can get more things
0: faster. How much? How much did you pick it up for? It's like twenty five bucks. Yeah, it was like about twenty five bucks. I would say. Um. So so far, (laughs) it's a recommend.
1: I would recommend your, it if you're if you're looking for something that's different than Path of Exile, uh, and you're looking to uh, to to fill a gap between Path of Exile and you know Diablo three, uh, and you don't necessarily want to play a dated game like Grim Dawn because let's let's face it that's pretty dated right now. Uh, it's still a good game, but it's dated. Um, you know, Last Epoch is is solid enough to play for an ARPG. Um, it's not perfect. Uh, it is kind of janky in a, in a couple ways, um, but
0: it's not game-breakingly janky. It's just unfinished janky. I'm trying to... So where I'm at with gaming is I'm trying to finish stuff before I pick too much more up, because I did spend some money on the Steam sale. And... I'll briefly talk about a couple of games because I haven't gotten far enough in to judge them, but I'll tell about what their differences are. In a big mood for Salt and Sanctuary, I actually did pick that up for PC because it's 3.99 right now. It's worth every penny. Um, I was thinking about downloading again, actually. So, But I picked up a couple of games kind of like Salt and Sanctuary. So I got Vigil, the Darkest Night, I believe is mm-hmm. what it's called, um, which looks kind of like Salt and Sanctuary and so far plays kind of like Salt and Sanctuary. Sweet. Um, but I haven't gotten far enough to really understand the mechanics. As a stamina mechanic, um, you can level your skills on the fly. Um, if you die, you just die and you respawn. There's no going back to get your salt, so you just pick the last point you were at. But it doesn't have. So far, I don't have any ability to get my health back other than the potions that I'm finding. Okay. So there's no like Estus flask or anything like that. Um, you can roll through enemies if they're in the middle of an attack animation. So the bosses, um, you can roll through them when they're doing an attack animation. They don't, nothing does damage on touch, which is great. So you can like hug a boss until he attacks and you're not taking damage until they attack. So, which makes sense, right? Okay. Bosses are pretty big, look really gnarly, have that same kind of art style. Very similar to Salt and Sanctuary, just a little bit upraised, a little bit prettier, probably a little bit bigger. Yeah, it looks a lot like it's it's like Castlevania. That's what it reminds me of. Okay. Itemization with some of the Souls types itemization, but it's very much Castlevania. Okay. Um so far I'm liking it. Um I've only beat two bosses in it. Uh played Blasphemous, you beat a boss right off the bat. Um Blasphemous is a lot more like Souls because you have an Estus Flask type thing. Um you have a special meter, which is kind of like your mana pool. And as you do attacks, you get you fill that up. And so you right off the bat, they call them prayers, mm-hmm. right? And so right off the bat, you get one of those. And then if you die, a quarter of that bar is gone until you go back to the spot you died and you get that back. So you lose your special abilities when you die, but you don't lose your experience or your uh-huh. money. Oh, okay. Haven't quite figured out how to level up some of the skills because I've only played it for about an hour. Um, but you have a basically an essence Flask in that game. Um, it has a really cool counter mechanic. Now, that's not something I normally like, but it's fairly forgiving. It's not secure tight. So you see them wind up the attack animation, and you know they're about the swing, you hit the counter button, he does a parry, it stuns them, then you do a really big attack. And sometimes that results in an execute. So they'll flash red, and if they do that, you hit, with the controller, I'm using an Xbox controller, you hit Y, and you do a really gnarly looking execution on the character you're fighting. Oh, sweet. The art style looks really good. It's very pixel perfect 16. Well, more like 32-bit. Okay. Um, it plays a lot faster. Uh, I say faster. It plays fairly fast. Um, kind of like Dead Cells-ish. Okay. Um, but it's also like under 10 bucks right now. And looks really, really cool. Um, and plays really tight. I actually... Like the gameplay, there's no stamina bar in Blasphemous, so you can endlessly spam attacks. So can You endlessly... Okay. yeah. So, the, the the ability bar is what you're using for your special stuff. Gotcha. So, um... But yeah, it's a little bit more action RPG than Last Vigil is. Last Vigil is a little bit slower than that game is. Okay. But first boss was very beatable in Blasphemous. It just kind of gives you an idea what boss mechanics are like. It's not like Dark Souls where it expects you to die on the try and then the real Dark Souls starts. It's it's literally just, go beat this weird <laughs> angel blind lady thing. It's got this weird, like, Christian Catholic theme thing going on that's really bizarre and with well, blasphemous. You, 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 say the, you, you, you say that. I
1: have actually beaten the first boss in Dark Souls. <laughs> When you're still a human. Yeah, you're not supposed to. <laughs> I have. I've done it. And that's probably why you hate the game. That's why I hated yeah, the game. Because that's so hard. It was not hard. You just have to start with the bombs. Wow.
0: <laughs> Anyways. But, um, long story short, uh, Blasphemous is so far cool. I'll continue playing it. Um, the game that I've been playing a lot of is I've been playing Heroes of the Inner Sphere with MechWarrior Mercenaries, MechWarrior 5. Yep. I've been playing a lot of that. It um, looks really good. That's
1: and that. That's the thing. I, I started playing that game, uh, and uh, I got it on uh,
0: Game Pass. I was you know there was some it. weird hinkiness when it first launched in Game Pass where it did not work very well.
1: And what I found was I just I, I guess it didn't it didn't click. Like I love BattleTech. Like freaking I really loved that game. You know and. When I got into, you know, Mech Warrior 5, it was just, it just didn't scratch the same itch, or maybe I just didn't get far enough into it. But, um, the, uh,
0: the. It <clears> starts <throat> you, I can't remember what it starts you. I want to say it starts you off with like a spider or something. No,
1: it doesn't start you off with a spider. It starts you off with a medium mech. Um, I do remember that. Um, like a I, javelin or something. I don't remember. I, I don't, I honestly have no idea. Uh, right off the hand, uh, off the bat, but if you're, uh, if you start the campaign, and I was playing the campaign, it was
0: just, it just was really it's slow. A, it's a slog to start. I'll say, Heroes in a Sphere turns it into a roguelike, and it has some of the same story elements, mm-hmm. but it plays out like BattleTech with the DLCs, where you can kind of do a little bit of both. So you, you've been playing career mode instead of the campaign, absolutely. Okay. And I actually have a lot more fun because it starts you off the full lance of lights. It's like three lights in a medium, and based on what house you pick, it gives you your starters. Right. And then you just play, basically, easier missions, and you max out your money at first to give yourself a buffer, and then you max out salvage, and then you work your wrap up with a certain house in a certain area so that you can get all your shit, and then you start leveling up. The things that are really different, and I won't dive too deep in here so we can move to our break, but... The, the biggest changes for this, aside from having a lot of different weapon types, like I was showing you the Black Knight with Kim lasers, right? Right. Um, is that you um, You have these radiant quests like you do in Skyrim where you pick go to a cantina, which is basically a bar, mm-hmm. and it'll say collect a jenner or kill three fleas or whatever, right? Right. Those give you skill points. So the skill points, when you get enough of these quests down, they, they all fit within a certain quest or tier line so to speak. Right. Unlock abilities for your mech. So they start off small but fairly significant, right? Like having 7% turning radius for your mech is a big deal in a stalker mm. because it's slow as fuck. Right. Um having 10% acceleration speed in my stalker is also a big thing. Um having 10% damage on my missiles or 20% what no, it's a uh, 10% ballistic speed is a big thing with an AC20 because it's such a slow moving bullet. Right. So it gives you stuff like that for your mech. I've got a plus plus five percent armor. When you got something that's got five hundred armor, that's another chunk of your armor that you didn't have before, and that's a big deal when you're talking numbers of when stuff does a max damage of twenty, basically. Right. You're you're looking at passives. These are basically passive ability, uh, passive skill. Uh, you can trick out your mechs, and then it adds a lot of extra stuff, just like having the ECW or ECM stuff, so that mm-hmm. you could disrupt LRM's or the AMS anti-missile system which is not on there or the supercharger right that i've got so, on my dragon that makes it go 50 percent faster um <laughs> until it overheats and starts hurting legs um but yeah you hit the alt key and then it just goes into turbo mode and then that fucking dragon is just like leaping across the field it's like wah, 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 it wah. goes faster than a fucking locust yeah so <laughs> and it's a dragon um but yeah
1: just if, the if you don't know dragons are fairly uh, it's a medium mech and i think yeah. it's uh it's a large mech. It's a oh, is it a heavy? It's a sixty tonner. Oh wow, it is a heavy. Um, it's the low end of the heavy, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. There's different classes of you know. But they
0: weapon. also add three or four. I want to say two or three variants for each mech in this too from the tabletop, right? And then added a whole bunch of extra mechs on top of all the extra weapon systems, on top of the quests, on top of the extra quests they threw in, and the career mode is to me better than the campaign because the campaigns fairly wooden and I was playing it kind of like career mode before. Mm -hmm. So for 20 bones, it's like 1999. It was an add on. And then if you have game pass, you literally get it for free. And then you just get, you have to buy DLC separately from game pass. So if you want it, you just buy that version of it. Um, I might think about it, but it's, it's fun. I'll just have to get into, you know, get into that mode again, but it's, you know, playing Pokémac, you saw that I had a whole list. There's no inventory size on your cold storage. Uh, there might be like 90-something, I don't know. But I've got like pages of mechs in there right now. Right.
1: Well, he plays it kind of like he did play uh, Battletech.
0: And I, I I do that because there's some missions that require certain mechs. So I'm waiting until I get three of every kind before I start selling them off or I get too poor. But I've got plenty of money right now. Oh, so i just like, whatever. But anyways, long story short, um, having a lot of fun with that again. <laughs> And I think we got to take a break so Jason can stand up. Yeah. Yep. He's about to pass out. All right. We'll be right back. And
1: we're back. Oh,
0: yeah. And, uh. Get Jason uh, shuck out and woken up and everything else. Yeah. Are you yep. awake? Are you with us? A little bit. Okay.
1: Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. So this is the part of the, t- the cast that we talk about shit that's coming up, news and shit, shit, shit.
0: And what's funny is we were talking about remakes, and I kind of led with that because, you know, there is a insider story that was on gaming bible that said that fallout 3 new vegas remakes were coming out and not just that but the uh what was the other remake that i saw we i remember you posted something about another remake that was coming mm. and now i can't remember what it was i, I do remember either. Into it. i was about to lead into it i don't remember either but oh uh, speak- um uh Dead Space, Dead
1: Space 3 and Bloodborne. So the the information from last week that there was possibly maybe a new Dead Space game coming out um actually turned into the possibility of uh of Jesus Christ dog seriously. Um the she, she finds she finds the loudest things to chew on. Anyway, um it's just because it. she's got it up against the a table to hold it in place. Right. So, Dead Space. What the uh, uh, what the information that has come out in last week has been is that it's probably not going to be a new Dead Space game, but a remake of the Dead Space games, uh, which is, I guess it would be okay for, like, the first one. Um, obviously, the the development studio that made Dead Space is no longer a thing, right? So they would have to build it from the ground up and re you know redo it. Um can you control the dog please?
0: I mean when I take it away she's gonna come to you. That's fine. Um <laughs> uh the
1: the the idea behind a new Dead Space game or uh like a re uh remake of the Dead Space games as long as they keep the same kind of, uh, uh, you know, like the body horror that, you know, that had, you know, that Dead Space had was, you know, the Necromorphs were, you know, not necessarily unique because, I mean, Hellraiser had done body horror before, right? Uh, But the idea that you were using unconventional weapons to, you know, to take them out. You know yeah, plasma cutters be. and whatnot, um, and the idea that the uh, that the game didn't have a HUD, everything was on screen, was you know, that was one of the first games that did that kind of thing. Uh, so as long as they can keep the atmosphere of you know of Dead Space and you know the unconventional weaponry and the uh, and the Necromorphs being as scary as they can be, because I mean, they haven't. You know, exhausted the pool of body horror. Um, they could they could do a pretty good job of you know of that. We'll, we'll see. I mean, it's an, it's an EA thing now, so you have to you know take that into account.
0: Well, the uh, the thing about Bloodborne is it's rumored that it's a PS5 remake. It's still not coming to PC. Honestly, it's for me. It's I know a lot of people like Bloodborne. Um, I'm more of a Souls fan. So for me it's not as big a deal. I might go back through that at some point, but I'd much rather play 1-2 and 3 at Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Dark Souls.
1: Um the um the the idea behind, you know, putting Bloodborne on PS5, I I, I get it, but I don't I don't know. I mean, it's I want to say that it's recent enough that it doesn't necessarily need to have any work done to it. Um I mean you could probably just throw uh some spit shine on it and throw it on the PS5 marketplace and that'd be you know that's that's right. that but give it to the PC gamers too cuz I mean I'm sure there's a lot of people that would really like to uh you know get their
0: hands on that and just make it beautiful on PC. So the other thing that I was looking at is uh some other sources so there's a there's an industry insider named Tyler Mc, McVicker. Um, the last thing he was right on was the Half-Life prequel of uh, Half-Life Alex. Okay. Um, Which you are looking for something on the steam cell to get. That is absolutely a magical. Uh, um, okay. But uh, he was saying that there was absolutely Fallout 3 and New Vegas remakes in the works, as well as a spinoff from New Vegas as well. A spinoff from New Vegas. Yep. So no new information on that, but interesting. Since Microsoft owns the brand now, right? And mm-hmm. they've got both those studios under the belt, just like I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. Having Fargo's team involved with Bethesda would be pretty magical in my book.
1: Maybe. Um, I, I I could see that. I mean, honestly, the. Uh the DLCs for and? New Vegas were basically spin-offs anyway, so
0: And they have the Obsidian team. So Obsidian also being part of that like holy trinity of like Fallout stuff. You're you're just Those like three you, studios are my favorites.
1: In and, and you're wanting them all to just like you know get together, have a threesome I mean, and make a baby?
0: Yeah. I okay. mean Obsidian's got a vowed coming out, right? I'm looking forward to that. Fucking avowed, man. And you know Bethesda's got stuff that's way long in the tooth. That's coming out in a while, right? We've got about a two-year wait for Starfield, and probably like a five or six year for Elder Elder Scrolls Six, right? Um, But in the meantime, if they end up releasing a Fallout game, that would be pretty pretty fucking baller.
1: Mm. I wouldn't expect too much from them. (laughs)
0: Um, Other things that are coming is there is a mobile AR game called The Witcher Monster Slayer, coming out on July 21st, um, which looks kind of trash. AR, as in,
1: like, Pokemon Go, basically. Oh. Oh, that
0: sounds awful. I don't know what CD Projekt is thinking. They're not hitting home runs this year. No, that's awful. I mean, at least not I mean, in their pure I mean, department.
1: I mean, I, it sounds awful, like, from, from, I mean, Pokemon Go is, like, a, a thing, like, they tried it, it worked, it's still technically working, uh, not necessarily as big as it was before, but, you know, that's their own making. I mean, there are people that still play it. Yeah, I mean, there's still tournaments, and there's still, like, you know, raids happening, and, and stuff like that in, in that game, I guess, but... Um, yeah, they, they did that whole Pokemon go festival and that turned into a shit show and it started to fall off after that.
0: Um, but a Witcher AR augmented reality game. Um, I think they, so they bought controlling shares in a company called, I want to say Spocken or Spaken, which is a mobile game company. And I think they got licensed for the IP, to do a mobile game so it's not cd project proper but it is a licensed ar project like pokemon go how does that
1: even fucking work i mean outside of the fact that like you're looking at your phone and so like you see fucking you, little creatures running around your house or some like, shit
0: yeah like the different creatures that are that you hunt in
1: that's Great. I mean, I would love to just look into my fucking bedroom, and on my bed there's like this fucking like witch. You know, fucking yeah. like, that's um, about what it looks like.
0: I'm not down. <laughs> so I guess we'll see what happens. Another thing that was weird when talking about old things becoming new. Um so Old Republic had their tenth anniversary and they released an expansion. What? Called e- The Legacy of the Sith. An expansion? For, for the old... Uh, for, yes, the MMO. The, the, the old... Oh, ow. Wow. It's a new campaign, new missions, everything else. Okay, uh, 10 years? I mean, I remember playing it. It's got a new level cap of 80, there'll be new missions to take on, a new flashpoint. Um,
1: no, and it a- looks
0: like a refactored character creation system. Okay. So, like it's just, it's a 10 year old MMO. I mean, I guess I can't say too much because like we've been playing a little bit at ESO. Yeah. We took a little bit of a break from it this last week as Rusty got over his, uh, scariness of bidding in a group. And then we realized that people were just face rolling the stuff we thought we needed a healer for. That is right. And, 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 and we, it's not going to get hard for a while. It's not going to get hard ever from what I understand, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, Another thing that I thought was really interesting so, in Fallout 4, you got Dogmeat again, right? Yeah. Dog meat was. Dogmeat's a central character to the Fallout franchise. Dog meat's in. There is a dog meat in it in every game. I think it is in every game. So, anyway, so they had dog meat, and I guess the dog for that passed away. Mm-hmm. But I read a lot of interesting things about it when I was reading the story of the real dog named River. So they had test dogs that they had, you know, gotten trainers and to bring in dogs to the studio to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And They found out that they really like just liked one of the game devs dogs a lot, a lot. Yeah. And the dog was just happy to be around people. They found that by mocapping that dog and matching its expressions and stuff like that, that it led to being less of a trained experience. So the eyebrows that Dogmeat has, like if you look at the real-life dog, Mm -hmm. it looks almost exactly like it. They modeled him or her. It's actually a her. It's like modeled him after her. Yeah. Because Dogmeat's a guy. Like face-to-face. Right. And just some of the things I was reading about what they did in the studio. So like when Dogmeat's like upset or sad or getting hurt or whatever, what Mm -hmm. they do is they take the owner and put him in the other side of a door. And the dog would get upset and start whimpering and crying. And that's what they were using. So all the noises are from that dog. All the mo- movements and the way that it looks back at you, the way that it looks at you when you pet the dog, right? All those things were mocap from a real animal. That was one of the game dev's dogs, right? Which is why that dog is such a great companion in that game. That was the it's best one part of it's... of
1: Fallout 4. I, I honestly but, once you once you find and and rescue dog meat and and I didn't want to have another companion in my you know in my group. I mean, the game is, you know, basically built around, like, having a companion story that you follow, and you have to have that companion in it, uh, you know, with you during that time. But every time, I was like, I go back and put fucking dog meat in there. And there's a mod that was... um, It's like dog um, meat all the time or something. It was allowed allowed you to have dog meat along with two... Companions. Man's best friend, I think, is the yeah. is the I think, name. I of, think
0: you're right, and it's one of the best mods for that game because it lets you keep dog meat and get the other character stories as you go. Right,
1: you know that that was one of the mods that I downloaded and I would use because that would you know that allows you to have dog meat all the time. Um, and it's it's not like that would be overpowered because dog not a combat character; it's more of a support. Uh, he will, uh, will go and pin down
0: enemies and try to like, you basically use them like CC. You like tell them to go after somebody and that knocks them out of the fight while you finish something else up. Right. Which is
1: interesting when you, (laughs) when you send dog meat after fucking super mutant, it's like, you know,
0: a German shepherd
1: Shepherd attacking something that's like 16 times its size, (laughs) you know? Um, he's like grabbing his boot. Right. (laughs) But successfully CCs that, you know, you know, CCs it like hearing, you know, hearing about River actually makes the dog meat character even more real to me. Like to the point where if I was to play Fallout 4 again anytime soon, I would remember River, uh, you know, the actual dog behind that, uh, uh, behind the character. And that was, and that's, and, and honestly, that is it's just a fitting tribute to you know fitting tribute to the dog like
0: yeah I'm, like if i had lola or zoe like in a game memorialized forever that would be like one of the most badass things ever right right and and there's so many
1: people that got to you know interact with this the digital version of uh, of river that you know that once this news came out it was a tweet from you know from the developer uh, that there was just a, a a lot of people just remembering things that, uh, that dog meat in in the game. It actually like,
0: you know, the the feelings that that evoked, uh, and that was really you know it's really special, really special. Speaking of again old things becoming new, so disciples as a franchise have been playing for nigh on two decades at this point. Mm. Um, it's a usually a kind of a turn based, yeah, it's a turn based battler with. Classes that morph as you go into different stuff. Right. Um, if you're ever curious, one and two are worth it. Three is absolute shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
1: It's like no, don't fuck with it.
0: No, it's one of those games that we used to do land parties in my old. So I like me and John got me into that game, but we liked it so much that at my old house we would land party that and play fucking all day because it's a long term based game. But we would do versus. On four computers in that house for an entire Saturday, till about three a.m., because it's turn-based, and that was one match. Um, but yeah. we get really, 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 really drunk while we're playing it. But, anyways, I mean, I had a lot do- of fun. I had a lot of fun with that. There's a uh, new Disciples game coming out. I saw the trailer on Epic of all things, called Disciples Liberation. Uh, Another draw to it, the stuff that I do like is dark fantasy, and it has that dark fantasy art style very similar to something like a Tainted Grail, a Dark Souls, a Bloodborne, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Well, less Bloodborne, more Dark Souls, more Tainted Grail. Right. Um, So, you know, just weird creature, great creature design. Um, And hopefully it's good. It's one of the ones that I will probably pick up day one because that's one of those in-the-vault type games that I've liked a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. It'll be the one that I throw 40 bones at and just hope it's good. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's not Disciples Three because that game sucks so bad. <laughs> right. It's it's fundamentally broken. I think it's mostly negative reviews on Steam at this point. I think so. You know, the things that uh,
1: that are coming out that would be big for me is, in, and this is, I already talked about it a little bit earlier, uh, you know, Lost Ark. Uh, Lost Ark just kind of like, I don't know, it like grabbed my fucking attention. And, you know, for the past week I've been, you know, just consuming any and all content that I can get for, uh, you know, for that game. Um, just, just so you know, I was, I was wrong of, uh, initially when I said Lost Ark is an ARPG. Uh, it is, uh, first and foremost, an MMO. It just has an ARPG look to it. Um, what really draws me to the game is the fact that just like you had said for an ARPG, you wanted to have something that was more tactical where you had to worry about your positioning, what moves you're using. And it's not just like full on fucking screen clearing, you know, you know, hit one button and just kind of like turn your brain off. Um, for, uh, for Lost Ark, it's, you know, you have different skills or moves that you can use. Uh, and you do have to worry about your positioning and you know and stuff, but also it, the combat's not the whole thing. It's a fully featured MMO, and what I didn't know is that it was an MMO that's currently out in Korea and Russia, uh, and that there is a lot of a lot of content you know that's been built up in the Korean and Russian market, so much so that it's like on its third like third third or fourth, I don't know exactly what, you know, version or season or whatever they call it. uh, But they've, uh, that they're continually adding new things to it, new dungeons, new raids, things of that nature. Uh, And one of the things that they're doing in the Korean market right now is they're, you know, they're, the game developers said that they're creating a raid that's going to come out here. Not, you know, not too long in the future. Uh, that will change the way MMO raids are thought of. Change the way that you know that
0: that, that just sounds like hyperbolic nonsense. No, it, it
1: sounds like it, but the uh, the the uh, short teaser trailer that you know that you can find uh, shows the. I mean, the character is in you know the the view is asymmetric, so you're at three quarters view, like right, right. Um, Top down three quarters view. The, uh, and most of the game is played that way. The teaser trailer shows the, you know, the character running up towards the boss upside down in a, uh, you know, in a world that's been kind of flipped upside down. And the view changes. The, I guess the, you know, the boss changes reality kind of inception style where, you know, she can like fold reality. Uh, so it has an interesting loop to it that, you know, you kind of change, you know, your view changes and you have to kind of worry about things that are upside down and backwards. Um, obviously it's not out yet in, in Korea and it's definitely not out, you know, uh, not out yet for, uh, for North America. The North America release is false sometime. Um, but, uh, there's been a lot of, uh, of, of discussion in the North American group, in the North American market about what Lost Ark really is. And especially the idea of it being possibly pay to win. And, uh, the, the discussions like there's, uh, Gold that was, you know, he's a big wow uh, player. That's kind of dipping his toes into final fantasy 14. Uh, there's, uh, Zizarin, who plays Path of Exile primarily, um, you know, so there's one big MMO player and one big, uh, you know, one big ARPG player. They both kind of looked at the game and kind of had uh, similar yet different looks at how things are gonna, you know, how things might look. Because uh, of course, there's Founders Packs available right now. You can purchase them for like twenty five bucks, you know, like sixty bucks, and then hundred bucks. Uh, and all of those packs give you a three-day early access. And people are saying, oh, it's pay to win. Well, three days early access to an MMO is basically like you can, you know, it's not anything big. Like, really, honestly, I don't think it's really anything big. Three days access, uh, early access to, uh, to like, an early WoW expansion was not huge for me because I was, like, one quarter of the way through the fucking like quest line for that, right? So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't huge. And it's not like, you know, you're going to get much out of it. What most people are thinking about as far as pay to win is what, you know, what is going on in the Korean market. Um, where if you go into some raids, uh, you can pay premium currency to get extra loot from that. Um, or, have uh, a ticket system that you can buy a, a ticket with the real money currency and reset certain daily uh, daily things uh, that you can do so you can progress a little faster. but the thing is is the way I see it, just like warframe, that's pay for uh, pay for convenience um, you're just going a little faster than what you would normally be able to play. Uh, and if you look at the wow system um, they have wow tokens that you can buy with you know real money currency and sell to people on the you know auction house and get in-game gold and in-game gold can buy you pretty much anything you want in in World of warcraft so both of those games have a pay to win style thing going on with it so pay to win is you know is kind of there but most people don't talk about it uh or don't think of it as pay to win so i don't know it's it's still fairly early i'm uh i've signed up for the beta for it uh and we'll see uh i haven't purchased any of the founders packs even though i have been really tempted to do so um but I'm going to uh, I'm going to get my hands on it, and that was uh, that will be definitely something that I will uh, I will pick up day one and uh, and play because I
0: definitely want my hands
1: on that game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. But that being said, I don't know that we have a lot else new to talk about right now.
1: No, no, there's not much new. This this um, uh, this month is going to be kind of light as far as uh. Uh, as far as game an- announcements or uh, games coming out, um, I will be picking up uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2: Wings of Ruin um, when it comes out on July 9th. But that'll be what, right, right around the same time as what, is that next week or I don't know. Calendars Soon. are hard. Um, I know that Justin won't play it because he thinks it's you know it's terrible. Uh, it'll be Friday, so I'll have at least my hands on it for a little bit for, um, uh, for next week's podcast. Um, but it's JRPG, and Justin doesn't like JRPGs very much.
0: Nope. So even cons- even considered picking up the other Monster Hunter, and then looked at, oh, I don't want to spend one hundred and fifty hours right now. It's it's a great game, but I was just like, no. To be honest, I I don't think that. You can get
1: a, a lot of enjoyment out of even, even the first few hours of Monster Hunter. Like, the Anjanath fight the first time is really fun.
0: I mean, Rusty, I played the fuck out of it on Xbox. I know. Me and uh, JD played that for six months straight. I I played the fuck out of it on Xbox, and I restarted
1: it on PC. And, I mean, yeah, I put a stupid amount of hours
0: into uh, Monster Hunter on PC. Um, My big grindy game right now, since uh, Odyssey has dog shit for a while, is... Uh, like, quarters, mercenaries. <laughs> right. So with that, I think we ought to wrap up the show. Yes. Dog wants yep. Dog wants more loves.
1: All right. Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash The Real
0: TiltCast. And search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Find some friends of the show. We've got For the Love of Gaming. We've got Cabbage KBG. We've got NoQuarters.net. Got BMFcast.com and TBGP.tv. They play platformers, and with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.